Yeah, 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 baby. That's right, baby. Yeah. That's what's up right there. We're doing it mm. big, baby. Mm. We're doing it big time. Oh, my boy. I missed you, my boy. My boy. Oh, I missed you, my boy. <laughs> uh, my boy. My boy, good sport. I miss you, my good sport. My good mm. boy. My boy sport. I finished two whole books, and you st- you just got here. Is that true? <laughs> Yeah, actually, in between us doing a podcast, I've read. Two what books. did you read there, champ? Uh, well, I read The Road. Okay. Um, Cormac McCarthy. Uh, and then, uh, so I've been trying to like, so I've been trying to like go through books that I should have read in high school, um, that I never did, never got around to. So I finished. Uh, of mice and men. Oh, you never read that in high school? Nope. See, or when I was, were you assigned and then you didn't read it? Is that the deal? Or no, no. Actually, uh, I think out of all those like classics that I should have read or whatever, I read uh, the only one that like is obvious is Lord of the Flies. But um, I was in like AP English things or whatever. And so all yeah. they'd make us read is like Victorian era stuff. So it was all like what? Dickens, Hardy, uh, Barante, you know what I mean? Like all that. I don't know why. Smart. Are you talking about smart guy books? But Tolstoy, it's, it's, Dostoyevsky? It's funny because it was like, I, I don't know why it was just, it, they were all that era. Like it, it never like wavered or deferred, and, and even in college, like I. Are you I talking about like nineteenth century, basically? Yeah, Liter- I mean, literature. I like I love Return of the Native, Native, and my favorite like Victorian novel is Jude the Obscure. It's a Thomas Hardy book. Mm-hmm. Um, that was my favorite of them, but I mean, they're really like dry and super like slow, and you know, it takes like three pages to describe like one scene you know what Mm -hmm. i mean like it's just yeah they're still great books but it was like that's what i was reading because i was in these ap english type type situations i hear something some music is playing um something was playing it was like it's like yeah i know it's i heard something like that i I thought maybe it's a siren or something no something Hey, there's sirens in the distance, but um, I thought it was music, but I don't have any music playing. So, and my speakers are turned off. It almost sounded like anime. Like, (laughs) hey, all you jokers in my house, turn off the anime. (laughs) No. uh, So anyway, yeah, I've I've been I've been reading through. I read uh, uh, what was the uh, To Kill Mockingbird. Which I was like, wow, they love the N-word in that book. A bunch of white people well, saying the N-word. the point, <laughs> dog. <laughs> it's like, maybe this is why I never read them. Maybe it was like some PC stuff was going on b- before I could. You know what I mean? Well, that's a very commonly banned book, but I mean, I'm assuming you finished it. And I you did. know I did. what the book's about. Yeah. So. I mean, it's, it's you know. It's not. It's That's still- not the point. <laughs> 
no the book isn't trying to be racist it's trying to be the opposite of that exactly but still it's you know wow lots of n-words by white people hey man that was the world that was alabama in the what what was it that's alabama probably today to a certain extent (laughs) yeah Yeah. pretty much um and right now i am almost finished with catcher in the rye so I've been Dang, I did read all those books in in high school. Yeah, exactly. I didn't get into super deep into the um like 19th century uh literature stuff. I was supposed to read Tale of Two Cities and I didn't do it. There weren't that many books I didn't like I I fake read, but that one was one of them. I'm yeah. a pseudo intellectual, that's why. Yeah, of course. I'm a faker. We all are. A fraud. We all are. Um So, there you have it. Yeah. But uh, I think upon your suggestion, I think I think I really need to read Blood Meridian. So and I and it wasn't just you. It's well, like I su- I people. maybe suggested it, but I haven't read it yet. I yeah, haven't I know. finished it yet. Uh, well, you you told me about it. You were like, dude, you should li- read that. I I started reading yeah, it. Yeah. yeah, and I think I said, hey, you should check this out. And then uh, like another one of my regulars at my when i was working at the coffee shop like was like yeah i second that you need to read that Mm, so right on that's probably going to be the next one um yeah cool and uh moved into my new apartment so it looks sick i'm i'm proud dude i'm proud of you i'm like right next to the lake and in the winter there's nobody out there but in the summers if if you know this big if if we find out how to kill this covid bullshit then uh uh how do we kick this thing well behind the coolest thing is it's like literally walking distance from my favorite bar in town so it's like literally like i I can just walk over there and have a pint you know after work. that sounds like the before times bro yeah yeah i know the, the before times <laughs> yeah that sounds nice hopefully I wish that was yeah life. and it's literally like right next like literally walking into the lake and we're looking into getting a either like a decent sized couch with a pullout or a sectional so that when our friends come they're comfy and everything's great Sick. so yeah man lots of stuff and then you know we're wrapping up the album so i mean it's and also yeah. we are have our own business now so pretty much well, that's, so i mean that's huge that's crazy yeah dude but a lot it's all kind of been hitting at the same time so i've been bonkers crazy nuts busy and so have you you know so yeah but i haven't been doing anything particularly exciting other than just mixing and producing stuff and i've just been busy it's exciting to me yeah i mean it's cool i'm i'm excited i like doing it but it's not you know it doesn't excite uh i don't know my my uncles and my aunts <laughs> <laughs> that's not an uncle pleaser you know uncle dave ain't pleased about it <laughs> he doesn't have a clue what i do actually he wouldn't have the foggiest idea nope. of how to describe me as I a want, person i just want the i would pay to see the look on his face what of you just trying to describe what you do to him it, and like it, his reaction like, it the re there wouldn't even be a reaction i don't think he would none of it would <laughs> I don't really think he listens to other people or like it just doesn't compute. Yeah, yeah. To him, you know. Mm-hmm. Very like he has it he has like whatever he wants to say is on like on his mind and then um and then like I could say literally anything. It wouldn't matter. 
Right. And the the way he responds is he's already sort of predetermined his what he's going to say next. Yeah. He might just change. He, he'll often change subjects just like on a dime. He's not, you know, <laughs> he ain't well. <laughs> but he's not well in the mind. He's very entertaining. <laughs> not that, to me. That's so mean. That's so mean. Okay. He's not entertaining. He's is an interesting bloke for sure. Like an interesting. That's the nicest thing you could say <laughs> about him. I'm sorry. Sure. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's uh, interesting. Yeah. I'd, I mean, He's my family, so I love him. But the greatest part about it is only I had the I best say. out with him because all I do is talk hunting. The and problem that, with that is now every time I see him, he asks me about you and hunting, and I'm like, <laughs> I don't know, I don't have any, and even if I like, I don't know anything about hunting. Yeah, yeah. Or, well, and re- you know. and realistically, neither did I because I shot my first deer this year. So it was like, you know what I mean? Like I could only be like, yeah, man, I'm, you know, I've gutted a bunch. Yeah. You know, I've never shot one so now if i ever see him i have something to talk about but other than that i would just like be like well i shot a lot of birds. Say, like it's it's not possible to have a conversation like he just doesn't have normal right conversations right it's right. just you know i don't you know he's not he's not wired that way mm-hmm. like i said so i could nancy I have, on the other hand freaking sweetheart love yeah, I, nancy i don't have any oh, smack man. talk for any of my other no, uh, family members. I'm not. And even I don't. I don't have a. Smack. I don't have a problem with Dave. I yeah, just. Yeah, yeah, he's. Yeah. I mean, I truly. He's just not. He's not qu- uh, quite right. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For sure. <laughs> uh, that boy just ain't right. It's kind of his description. Well, I was always curious, is like, is, if it was like some for like a mild form of autism or something. He probably um, has Asperger's. Almost yeah. Certainly. Yeah. You know. So. So. But you know, Nancy's when you're a- 65 years old, yeah. What do you, do? you know. Nancy was my favorite, man. I love Nancy. Yeah, Nancy's awesome. She's literally like the girl version of your dad. Like, per, for well, sure. Well, that would make sense. They are siblings. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> and with that... <laughs> That's the least interesting, like, little uh, diatribe we could have had on this on this podcast. is talking about very specifically about my things family. nobody gives a shit about and nobody no. really even knows about. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, my bad. That's on me. It's all right. It's all right. I call fall play. That's on me. Fall ball. <laughs> fall ball. <laughs> We're calling that one a foul ball. <laughs> oh, man. Dude, uh, how's, how's Jason's record coming, man? Is it good? It's, I think it's great. I love it. Mm -hmm. I think it's super fun. I don't know if anyone in the world will like it, but I like it. So there you have it. I'll listen to it. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Yeah. I think you'd probably, I think you'd probably like it. There's things you'd like on it. Probably. It's not going to be your favorite record ever, but. Do it rip? Yeah, it definitely rips. Then I like it. (laughs) It's like, it's like crazy, like uh, cinematic. There's like lots of, uh. There's lots of really over the top. It's kind of like soundtrack music, like half the time. Mm-hmm. So it's a you know it's a little bit it's over the top, which I think is really fun to make. So for sure, that's why I like it. But I mean, yeah, whether or not it's gonna be everybody's cup of tea, I don't know. Yeah, but we're having fun. We're so, very near the end. Right. So. Rad, man. Yeah, man. It's freaking rad. What you watching? You watch anything good? Lately? Well. <clears throat> What am I watching? I finished. I watched all of Mad Men in December. Yeah, you told me that. And like well, the beginning. Okay, wait a second. So you just like 
you've already seen it before and you just cased it and it's already it was already my favorite show right when i but you cased and, it which what i'm saying is is you did a scrubs with it you just rewatched the whole thing front to finish yeah, again okay yeah i already in it just reaffirmed that it's my favorite show you know <laughs> i i told you about that like it was it was like it the first i watched like the first three or four episodes and it's just it happened to me with breaking bad where it just took forever and then finally i just was like i'm not doing anything and then i was like holy shit this show is fantastic so i'm assuming that that's what i'm going to do with Mad Men, but at some point i think you should give it a shake it's not uh it's not Breaking Bad. No. That's not to say it's better or worse. It's just different. So yeah, yeah. I like what Mad Men does better than I liked what Breaking Bad, Breaking Bad does myself, but, you know, whatever. Yeah. Le- I'll say this. Less happens in Mad Men, for sure, than Breaking Bad. Um, but that means that, in my opinion, the writing's better, the characters are better, uh, because it's not, it's not some engine some plot engine that runs, you know, which is what most like action shows are. Yeah. You know, where you well, have, I should clarify, like what, what I meant by comparing it to breaking bad is that it was like an extremely popular show at the time. Everybody was mm-hmm. into it. Everybody was like, dude, watch this. And I was like, I can't get into it. You know what I mean? Like it would, it just, yeah. there was something about it that just took me forever, you know, to get, past the hype because it was huge you know what i mean yeah and then i i just didn't i was like i can't i can't engage you know what i mean like i don't know why maybe i was too dumb to understand it or whatever you know what i mean like Mm -hmm. um and i feel like that's probably what's happening with mad men so it's not easy it doesn't make itself particularly like easy to consume right sure uh the characters are not are None of the characters are obvious. All the characters are three-dimensional, so you mm-hmm. won't always like every character, and you won't always dislike the characters you dislike. You know, you mm-hmm. won't. You you can't go into an episode knowing how you're going to feel about somebody or what they do or whatever, which for some people, that's not what they want. They want to know that the bad guys are bad and the good guys are good. Um, right. And Breaking Bad is kind of not that either, so that could could have been part of it too. But this this, um, this yeah. might sound stupid, but the more I read, the more I understand things like that. You know what I mean in cinema, especially. which is why I like to rewatch stuff because I like to recontextualize things. Like sure. I already liked Mad Men a lot; like it was already my favorite show, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And I just. Fortunately for me, in my opinion, I just only get smarter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think that's true. Maybe it's <laughs> not. But I think I'm only getting smarter, so then I watch it again and I get to recontextualize. And also my life changes, like, you know, like yeah. I can relate to different things because it's been a few years and a few years is not an insignificant amount of time. Also, I'm obsessed with the 60s. I think the 60s are super interesting. Mm-hmm. Um you know, and also the 60s are a really, uh, I feel like it's very healthy to look back, especially like, you know, staring down the barrel of what our current last few years look like and to realize like, oh, like, yeah, 2020 was crazy. Mm-hmm. 
1968 was also crazy and people had a lot of the same feelings when people just kept getting assassinated you know what i mean yeah and people were rioting in the streets you know so it's like oh okay we're not this is not some you know like this is a human experience um and to to and the show does a really good job of giving you a lens in which to see historical events through sure in a in a very human way that doesn't feel like like cheap which a lot of shows historical shows kind of feel that way where they just um they pander super hard into like these experiences but you know you get to see what did people actually how did people respond when you know martin luther king jr was assassinated and you get to like kind of experience it that way. So like that's one of the things I like about the show. It does a really good job of contextualizing history in a way, you know, obviously it's fiction, but like in a way that feels very like, oh, I I can tell that they paid attention <laughs> and they did their research and stuff. So I think that's that's really interesting to me, you know. Yeah. This is our this is our history and our not distant history so i find that very interesting yeah and also the show is about creativity i guess like if you really wanted to, to distill what the show's about yeah a lot a lot of it's about creative process which is interesting to me i'm a creative individual so um there you go there's my <laughs> there's my pitch <laughs> for the show go watch it if those things sound interesting to you you might you know as long as you can pay attention you might like the show yeah, yeah. Dude, I watched uh, what I watched recently was that that it's like a four part docu series of the Night Stalker, the this crazy I was, fucking. Ashley was watching that, dude. The other oh, day. dude, it was probably the best one I've seen in a while because Jerry and I like case through those. She calls them killing, killing. That's what she calls them, but just basically like murder porn. And uh, me and her, as soon as we see true crime, movie, is what we call that. <laughs> whatever, and we we literally like it's like oh, if it's on, we're like yep, that's what we're watching tonight. And uh, holy fucking shit, that dude was crazy. You know what I mean? Like it was, it was, it's just insane. It was like evil incarnate. It's just so, and the way the descriptions of like his victims and stuff like that is just gnarly, man, gnarly. And just did it, did it all in in uh, in his words for Satan. So, I mean, like, that was what he said. He just always said, hail Satan. And he's like that famous picture with this, with the, you know, the pentagram on his palm and uh -huh. stuff like that. Yeah. And what's weird is, like, I remember, you know, I he, ba I, he basically got caught either the year I was born or a year after I was born. But it was all in the span, all his, mur most of his murders... Or most of the ones that they convicted him on, and all the all the crimes that he was convicted on, all happened within the span of one year, which is nuts. Like he would, there would be mm. there would be nights where he would like double offend, which is very rare. You know, what I mean, there's just all the shit about him that's just extremely unsettling and honestly like just crazy that he could pull it all off. You know what I mean? Like it was it was yeah nuts. So I highly did, recommend it. It's did you great. watch um, the HBO series "I'll Be Gone in the Dark"? Hell yeah, with Patton Oswalt's wife, man. Yeah, man, that I, one was wild. So there's another podcast I listen to called uh, "Time Suck," and they did a whole thing on that guy, um, and 
they explained how it's like Pat Oswalt's wife, like basically, basically caught him. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't want to spoil. I think everybody should watch that because it's like such a crazy story. It's and it's a heartbreaking story, and it's so wild. And I think everybody should watch it if you're interested in that kind of stuff. I think it's like super worthwhile. Yeah. Um, Dude looked like my grandpa that just passed. Like looked exactly (laughs) like him. It was so creepy. Yeah. It's that's that. Honestly, it's a little rough. It's a, it's hard because it's like I mean I think it does have a end up having a pretty like satisfying ending, but that's uh, mm-hmm. that's a tough. See, my new one is like oh, I just really want to know who the fuck the Zodiac killer is, man. It's insane. <laughs> like we have all these tools now with DNA. It's like we can't fucking figure it out. Come on. Yeah, I mean the problem. I don't want to get too much into the Zodiac thing. Yeah. The problem <laughs> with some of that is like we have there's a tremendous amount of time now and there's mm-hmm. tremendous tremendous amount of like contradictory um like memories right like people are yeah you know like people have given um you know I, like obviously dna evidence is would be way more like powerful man yeah, yeah but but we have like uh i can't remember the the guy that they um the guy that they propose uh, like in in the Zodiac movie, mm-hmm. which is amazing. David Fincher movie, it is movie, great. One of my favorites. But I don't believe that that's the guy. I know, but that yeah. part of the reason why we don't is because there's contradictory statements saying, right. "Oh, this is not you know, like oh, this guy was way shorter than what this guy you know." So it's like, even though you know, it's it's tough. That's a tough one for sure. That that's one that I don't imagine is going to get solved i think Um, i don't know if you watched there was another one when the paramount network was like launching there was a docuseries about that and there was this guy called ed edwards and it was this dude's grandpa and this dude went on a tour with this with this all around the united states with this uh uh undercover or uh, what, what is it called uh the detective that's not part of a police unit. What's that called? Uh, private detective? Private inspector. Yeah, private detective or whatever. And he went around a thing, and this guy systematically basically explained why he knows for a fact, like in his mind, he is dead certain that Ed Edwards was the Zodiac killer. And they actually, like, they, like, map it all out, and it's so, like, holy shit. You know what I mean? Like, that's totally the dude. And then there was another one that I watched where it was like this other guy got proposed, and I was like, "Shit, that's compelling evidence too." It's so that's hard. what I'm saying. There's like it's insanity. Too much. Like we have we have a lot of really interesting evidence. We have a lot of like contradictory stuff. Like you know, people's descriptions don't match up, and yeah, you know, we. I just I I don't I don't have a lot of hope for us knowing that one. That one doesn't you know i i like obviously the love the movie the movie's um, great dude the scene at the lake with that dude and his girlfriend is just yeah. fucking terrifying it's definitely one of the most horrifying like movie scenes yeah dude like, it's not a horror movie but that, wouldn't you say like i think it's like the most like i've watched like all this modern i think that movies that and, and like the basement me. the basement scene are like some of the scariest yes. most visceral 
But like, dude, when he's like stabbing and that she's yeah, it's, screaming and there's no like music, it's just like it's like silent. silence. <laughs> and I'm like, fuck, that's so terrifying, it, dude. It is one of the most uncomfortable like Ugh. movie sequences, and it's so effective. And it's honestly one of the things I like about that is it does help us like understand like where our um like desensitization to like violence kind of line lives because Um, there's no like music to it or anything or there's well it's just like crazy noises it it helps us understand like oh like violence has been made into entertainment and we expect it a certain way but if you present it not in that way it's very very uncomfortable yeah dude it's scary Um, as fuck man yeah and it's i mean that's kind of nice like to a certain extent to know like oh like i'm not like you know like we're not we're not all like completely desensitized to well that's how i felt like in and this is this is maybe a weird turn but that's how i felt when i when gutting a deer because it's like it's necessary mm-hmm. and I know it's necessary and it's like I don't want it to suffer and I just want it you know what I mean to be over and and I also just like I want the it's meat and I'm you know I'm doing everything huma- as yeah. humane as yeah. I possibly can but I at least it's like the good thing every time I got a deer is like at least I know I'm not a sociopath cuz I get no pleasure out of this it's like super like it makes me really squeamish but it's yeah, just I'm not going to I'm not know. necessarily going to claim that if someone is comfortable you know with gutting a deer they're a sociopath no 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 but you know what i mean like it's like at least i have a heart where i'm like even my dad my dad has been doing it his whole life way longer than i have and he's every time we do it he's he's always like oh poor thing you know what i mean like he's always saying that so it's like okay well we're not we're not nuts you know there were scenes in that show alone i don't know if you ever watched that oh no, I haven't. It's like a survival uh, reality show. It's really oh, good. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Um, but there were scene. There was one season where they were like in the Arctic or something like that, mm-hmm. and there were some really tough scenes where like people had to kill animals that were like, and they like couldn't kill them like efficiently. Yeah. Oh, and so it was they like suffered and stuff. It was like, oh, it was so brutal. hard to watch. Like yeah, it was yeah. just like, I don't want to watch this. Like because the people yeah. were like so uncomfortable and distraught, and obviously the animal is like suffering. So you're just like right watching an animal suffer and then watching a human being <laughs> suffer, and you're like, no, this yeah. is awful. Why? Please turn it off. <laughs> so yeah, yeah well, that's it's it, and, and, and the worst is too. I've seen it happen. I've never. It's it, luckily for me the first two shear shot, which was this year was like the first one dropped right away it was dead you know what i mean like hit it right in the neck done and then the other yeah. one didn't run very far took him like 10 minutes to bleed out and it was done um but i've seen him when they like when you gut shoot him or when you hit him you know like in the butt or stuff like that it's like at that point it's coyote meat because you're never going to find it but you can hear him in the distance and it's just yeah. the worst sound in the world they're just like basically screaming you yeah, know, you don't want it. No, I mean, yeah. That's why there's a specific I don't have a lot place. of compassion for a human that want, no. like is okay with suffering no. like of other humans or animals. And that's, that's why like really. when you're a hunter, they teach you to shoot them in a certain area cuz it's yeah. really just quick and easy. But I mean, even we had a bird like flying through the window the other day, but it, yeah. and it was like didn't die mm-hmm. and it was like and we were just like this sucks. <laughs> yeah. And it was like it was just sitting and you on see the ground. it just like go, like flapping a little bit, and then it's just done. No, it. I, I mean, it. We we ended up 
we kind of like moved it to a safe space and it ended up flying back into the woods. So we don't, yeah. we really don't know, but I mean, it, it hit the, it, it definitely was bleeding. It hit the window pretty hard. Yeah. So, but it, it might've been okay. I mean, but it was just like, that's the sucks. real worst is, 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 is when we're grouse hunting because a lot of times we shoot them in the wing, you know, and they're not, we don't hit them in the guts or anything. So they're, you know, they're just basically their rings clipped and you have to just run up and grab their neck and ring it. You know, yeah. like, that's really gross. And I've done it yeah. a couple times and I'm like, Ugh. I don't want to do that. I never, anyway, I've, I've never hunted and I never will. Yeah. It's, there you I go. Mean, <laughs> if the apocalypse comes, I just want to die. I don't know. Just live. come out, man. I'll, I'll, I'll hunt for you. Yeah. I don't care. I don't like, I'm, I'm not cut out for the apocalypse. Would you literally like, if, if it was a zombie apocalypse, would you just like be the guy that just like dives into a pool of zombies? Just like be like fuck. Uh, I don't know. I haven't really thought about it extensively, other than like, you know, like late, you know, like late level apocalyptic situation where like it's like all these people like surviving. I'm just like I wouldn't do that. Yeah. What would be the point? Like, yeah. Everything I like in life would be gone. (laughs) Like that sounds so like like survival is not a compelling thing to me yeah um like i'm just not i'm literally not i well, don't if, i dude if you, you read know. the road man you got to carry the fire bro carry that fire. Uh, i'm not i'm not uh i'm not the person you know he's not the one to carry the fire i don't also i don't think my genes are the ones that need to carry the you know <laughs> human race on jesus man that's mean to yourself <laughs> i mean no i it's it's not like a low self-esteem thing or whatever it's just like dude i'm i'm cut out for a, the modern world like truly. <laughs> that's very true actually i'm a modern man you know what i mean <laughs> dude great great like, this song. guy right here is a modern man and great i am not cut out song yeah. great song yeah Oh, That's, I love Arcade Fire. It's a band I fucking for, I need that album. Oh, it's so good. I, I thought about that getting on, that I need for that you. On neon vinyl. Bible. Whew, that would have been a good one. That Neon Bible record snuck up on me. Yeah, that thing's good, man. Mm-hmm. No, what you got me was great, and he got me uh, for for our listeners. He got me. Uh, Why should the fire die? By Nickel Creek, and it's yeah, fantastic, dude. I dude, when I figured right it out, I was like, dude, this is perfect. It is. This is the perfect thing to it, get. It is. It was. I was so excited. I I listened to it right away. I listened to it right away. I wish that was mine, I, dude. I, I and should then buy one for myself. Josie, Josie got me uh, uh, nine inch nails with with teeth, which Love that he record. was like, I wasn't sure if you wanted it or not, and I was like, you kidding me? And then he go, he said, I got really high, and I just bought you another. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, and he bought me, and I just got it. It's Bill Withers' Mon- uh, Menagerie. It's a great. Oh, record. nice, nice. So that's awesome. I got that. I got with teeth. I got yours, and I got Nevermind, which I couldn't believe I didn't have it, but I didn't. I got Nevermind, Nirvana, and then I got uh, Shane's record, which you mixed, and I have, which you yeah, recorded. I did the whole, you did whole, the whole kit and caboodle, whole, whole thing. And then I also got that was a gift to myself and then jerry got me uh lincoln park's hybrid theory bro all right well anyway welcome to sultans of slap and guess who's back it is nate himself it man the man the myth the legend uh here i am people and have I got it's a song a for you, my man? All right, lay it on me, dude. All right, dude. I've got Edgar Winter Group, Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! 
<laughs> Give me two seconds though, because my I forgot my computer's not plugged in, so I need to charge it. <laughs> oh. This guy is going straight up Edgar Winner. <laughs> you know it, dude. I'll I'll be honest, I don't think I would have guessed that. No. But we gotta go hard today. Alright. And we're not doing the single version. No that pussy shit. We're doing double? We're doing the full, just the full, the the OG, the original. Oh, oh, of the song. Yeah, no single. Oh, okay. I was Sing, like, the singles. What are we uh, I was thinking about doing the single because it's mastered better, but you gotta go the long, the long version. This guy don't care. Take the long way home, dude. Super Tramp, my man. Is that Super Tramp? Yeah, it is. Take the long way home. That's definitely Super Tramp. All right, Dude, I hear me. something going on in your background. All right. It's music. Dude, there's like nothing. There's nothing. Wait, hold on one second. Unless it's just coming through the Zoom. <sighs> Which would be really weird. Okay, hold up one sec. I bet. All right, I'm going to go get a beer. Dude, it's like a radio station. It's a radio station. Yeah, so I'm getting radio. Oh, okay. That's fine. Is is it coming through your mic? Yeah, but if you just put a gate on it, it won't. Okay. You ain't going I'm not. It. I'm not that worried about it. Oh. It's so quiet. that. Yeah, yeah. But all I heard was me to be there. <laughs> it's like some high school musical shit <laughs> jamming, dude. <laughs> it just sounds like some like R and B or something, like nineties R and B or something. I don't know. I'm digging it. Whatever. It don't matter, bro. You ready? Uh yes, sir. Hit uh, hit it. Three, two, one, play. <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> Dude these saxophones that come up here are sick <laughs> Yeah baby <laughs> Wow <laughs> Dude all those useless Tom solos I love it Oh my I mean, god they really go on that thing, don't they? Oh, dude, it's just it's just on and on, baby. Ain't no vocals. <laughs> Ain't no need for them. Just a big old ripping, roaring, rocking time, my man. Just a psychedelic groove, baby. <laughs> That's a heck of a tune, isn't it? That's the tune, man. Oh, I, I love mean, the saxophones, yeah. dude. But it's it's so it's so like just such a minor part of the song. But it's just the doodle doodle It almost makes it a little jazzy, a little funky. You know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's nice. 
Yeah, man. I love it. And also, like, Edgar Winters, just this, just this sexy piece of man meat in this, this picture, dude. <laughs> it's I mean, he kind of looks like Father Time. <laughs> <laughs> but look at his, like, eyeshadow and shit and... He's, he's such a he's he's a wild character isn't he he really is and uh, the, t- keep in mind folks he's the guy that wrote well i don't know if he wrote it but the same band did uh freaking uh free ride come on and take a free ride you know what i mean oh yeah classic man no dude's legit there's no doubt yeah yeah i mean dude that's a legit tune it's it's it demands respect. What can you even say? I don't even have anything to say about it. No, she rips. She's a ripper. Yeah, you know I mean, turn it all the way up had on your hi fi. Had to go with it, man, dude. The older pictures of this guy are just like just gold, man. Like I when mean, he's old. Yeah, I yeah. mean, yeah. That's what I'm saying. He looks like a wizard. <laughs> he does, dude. Straight up, he does, man. Dude is straight up a wizard. It's kind. He kind of reminds me of like the 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 head guy of T Rex. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, yeah. Just kind of a similar vibe. Just the glam, the glam seventies rock look. You know. Yeah. yeah. Also, kind of looks like Ebenezer Scrooge a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a cooked goose. <laughs> you know, like, he definitely has a Scrooge vibe. <laughs> Scrooge. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. That's he, my favorite Scrooge song. He's you know? definitely got like the the. He's definitely like the uh, the British, you know, Father Timey with these mutton chops and this flowing hair and his makeup. I mean, it's just gold, man. It's just gold. he's a one of one, one of one human being. This is very true. I don't. I can't. Yeah. I can't really. And and same with the group. I can't really. Like their style is like it's it's very unique uniquely them. This is mm-hmm. my when I the whole time listen to it, especially when the horns come in. It's like, man, if Chicago made songs like these, whew. Mm. You know what I mean? Like, man. You throwing you throwing some shade at Chicago, huh? I love Chicago. No. Yeah, I know. No no shade thrown. Um okay. just saying that like you know, they went a little even though their whole band hates it, but they, they went a little, you know, little uh little uh ballad rocky you know towards they the did end go there. a little they did go a little commercial didn't they yes they did but man when in their earlier days 25 or 64 great song. yeah they got some good tunes yeah man i i have i own like five of their records man i have no shade i'm just saying I like uh yeah some Ooh. of the classics are great mm-hmm. um yeah that's a slammer i bet franken frankenstein dude and you know what the beauty of it nate is you know what the beauty of the <laughs> Lay it song on is? me. I don't have to recite the lyrics because they ain't none. <laughs> Dude, that is choice, actually. <laughs> I figured you'd like it because it's Here's like, the thing. If there were lyrics, I, I, would I'm not sure they know. would. Yeah, I wouldn't want to know. I think For it's safe to say like no matter what, you don't really want to know. It's like a couple saying, tunes, but. It's like saying I want to know the lyrics to Godzilla by Blue Oyster Cult. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. Oh, no. No. <laughs> I don't need to know. I don't need to know the lyrics. I'm good, man. Like I'm good, man. (laughs) I'm all right. (laughs) Yeah, I'm doing just fine without them lyrics, dude. Yeah, dude. No, that that guitar solo in the middle and the and the sax. That's that's what got me. 
heck so yeah hooked, hooked me on that song dude that was that was one my dad showed me a long time ago but oh, came yeah. on the radio the other day and i was like Ooh, heck yeah so there we are there you are i love it and there we were um there's not much nothing much to say it's, just, it's a slapper yeah it rips you know go jam it Mm-hmm. yeah it's kind of like a you know it's kind of like a a pers- a song personified as like a toe sock you know what i mean like <laughs> slip that bad boy on wiggle them thing. yeah it's the toe sock i don't know i don't understand how it's a like the sock. sock that has individual toes on it <laughs> Kind of freaky, kind of weird, kind of comfortable. Kind of weird, kind of, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's Slip that thing on and go for a ride, you know? (laughs) Absolutely, dude. It's got the toe sock comfortability where it's like you don't know why you like it, but you like it. But it's not the toe shoes. I don't know if you've seen the toe shoes, but they're very disconcerting. That's a bonding thing, you know? Does he have those? Oh, yeah, dude. I I don't know if he does, but I assume... I assume that Jeremy Bonin has gone to the toe sock side or the toe shoe side, rather. No. Yeah. Dude. I'm gonna call him after this. Well, is he's done. a hella granola. Out. We all know that. You know what I mean? Well, like, he's crunchy, but I don't know if he's that crunchy. No, I think he. I don't. Okay, I've seen. I, I, I would I, be. Well, I. I would say that it's either that's obviously hiking boots. Yeah, thing, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I'm pretty sure he's the type. I feel of guy like you have, have to be like an avid rock climber to have the toe shoe, dude. Even rock climbers don't use those bullshits, dude. Freaking what's his I name? Mean, he, Alex Harnold didn't. Well, fucking yeah, climb except in that for shit. he's a he's a he's a freaking nature. Yeah, he's 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 parahuman. Parahuman, interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna give Jeremy Bond in the benefit of the doubt and say he doesn't have uh toe shoes i'm gonna text him and ask him. he might have toe socks i think bond okay toe yeah socks. you text him we'll while see. you do that you want to jam my song hell yeah what is it all right let's cue up my song the artist is captain beyond okay the song is Raging River of Fear. <laughs> okay. Captain yeah, Beyond. You're, oh, yeah. You're ready. Uh, Raging River of Fear, you got it. Yeah. Three, two, one, play. Hell fucking yes, I already have it. That's a big boy riff right there, dude. Oh, yeah. This is going on my All Rise playlist for sure. God damn. <laughs> oh, my God. Captain Beyond. Dude, I threw that on All Rise for sure. Whoa. This one's been on the list for a long time. It's a ripper, my man. Yeah. And it never... I Yeah, I, I always was trying to, like figure out a time to throw it up there but now I mean, is, we we just know. went with 
two seventies proggy rippers. Yeah, I just man. figured. I just fi- normally I would try to counter what you're doing, but I'm just like, you know what? We gotta pump this one out. Nate's you know? like, you know what? If it ain't broke, don't fix it, bitch. Here's here's the reason why I picked this one is uh, the drummer Bobby Caldwell played with Johnny Winter. Oh, okay. Not Edgar Winter, Johnny Winter. Got it. So, uh, yeah. So this was like the 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 middle beaten middle child. <laughs> yeah. Also, uh, yeah. I mean, I was like, well, we'll go with John. <laughs> we'll go Johnny Winter, Edgar Winter's brother. There you go. Uh, also, uh, the singer dude was in uh, Deep Purple. Ooh. Which we have done a Deep Purple song, right? Space trucking, my man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, this is kind of a deep cut band, though. Like, not a lot of people no. who aren't, unless you're like into the into the kind of like crate digging '70s uh, psychedelic rock heavy metal kind of stuff. Which I am. Uh, so yeah. Yes. Same. <laughs> um, I have. I, I kind of ebb and flow with it. You know. I'm. I wouldn't say. I'm the most like fastidious, uh, like you know, deep diver of '70s metal. But I, but like every like year, some at some point it hits me, and I'm like listening to like Toad and like Sir Lord Baltimore, yeah. and just weird <laughs> stuff, huh? you know. Toad man, shit. Yeah, oh, Toad. I gotta do one of their songs. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. There's good stuff, and uh, and this this song was. Rem- so I was watching a YouTube video, and someone mentioned Captain Beyond, and I was like, "Oh, dude, I have to." And that's been on my list since we started this podcast. I put this Captain Beyond song on there. Sick. So, um, and like I said, so I was like, "Okay, I'm definitely going to do this one soon." So anyway, they got other good songs, but this song is awesome. It's so good. Raging River of Fear, man. Yeah, man. What was this He's thing got- they were singing at the end? It was like. Uh- <laughs> I mean, like it was like the. I have to look up the lyrics because I don't what, remember. What was it? Uh, I I had it in my head, and then we talked. And it's cool. Like it. the end of the song really takes an interesting turn. You know, mm-hmm. I would say the drummer is better than Edgar Winter Group for sure. Caldwell, better, better drummer. Yeah, he's an interesting. Uh, they uh, is it feel it? Can't you feel it? Is that what they're singing at the end? Maybe. I don't remember something feel it or I, it's for some reason all even though it's n- probably not what they were singing i was i was thinking like don't go towards the light don't go towards the light <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I don't know why it's you know? cool it's cool yeah it's a cool song yeah um dude i've been captured by the the river of fear i mean that's a cool lyric yeah dude. i don't care what you gotta say about lay it. it on me you you can you can say it i don't want to go through all of them it's <laughs> 70s rock like who cares what they're saying you know yep <laughs> it's a bunch of like stoner lyrics <laughs> i wouldn't sweat it you know stoner lyrics, just go listen to the song stoner lyrics are like heroin bends or cocaine bends mm-hmm. rather, oh yeah rather Dude, I watched. I'm uh, sure they imbibed all manner of narcotics. That was another good documentary I watched. Was Crack? It's a new one on on Netflix. It's all about the '80s crack de- epidemic in like in, oh, inter- interesting inter- New York. I haven't watched it. There was a That's new. Good. There's a new show on Netflix, a Martin Scorsese documentary about Fran Lebowitz. Yeah, he's actually he's done a documentary about her before on HBO like ten years ago. But yeah, um, it's funny because I had just watched this doc on. 
uh, Amazon called The Booksellers, mm-hmm. which I really liked because I'm a, a dork and it's about rare rare booksellers. I mean, it's totally something I'd be... I'm not into rare books, but I think that's super interesting. Any any Anything that's like so strange and esoteric is like really interesting to me. Um, but she's like in this documentary talking about books a bunch. And then I watched the... It's called Pretend It's a City. Yeah. Um, it's awesome. Yeah. I loved it. Oh, I'm going to probably watch oh, you it again. Did wa- you did watch it. The, yeah, the Martin Scorsese one I watched. Dude, I want to check it. I looked at it and I was like, I got to see It's it. super entertaining. It. I think her like sense of humor is like, you know, this very like sardonic, you know, humorous. Yeah. Well, I've seen, her, I've seen a couple of her in, in interviews in like John Oliver or, or Bill Maher and stuff. Sure, yeah. Yeah, uh, she's really entertaining, and uh, she makes me laugh, and I think she's very smart. Yeah. She seems And the doc is, intelligent. yeah, she's like just a wonderful curmudgeon, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's and also, cr- I'm a, I'm obsessed with New York City, so. Right. And, sh- and, well, she is too. She's like, you know, she's like one of those type of people who New York is the center of the universe, mm-hmm. you know? She's lived there yeah. her whole, she's lived there for 50 years, and, you know. Well, I, I, like I'm a, I'm obsessed with like 80s 90s New York City. But like recently I heard it's just not even it's not the same. It wasn't the yeah, same in the I, 2000s. I'm, I'm, I think it got like I'm with you. you know. Well, I mean, let's As be blunt. I don't I don't live I don't live in New York City. No, you do not. Because yeah, I mean, ultimately I don't think uh I think yeah, the 70s, 80s, 90s happened and uh i don't yeah i don't feel like new york is the same whatever whatever i've romanticized about it it's not the same thing i've always wanted to go back again but obviously now when's the last time you were there uh 2000 shit what year was it 2004 Oh, so like a long time, sixteen long. Yeah, yeah. years. Yeah, I was in I was in yeah. high school. I sang in Carnegie Hall, man. Yeah, which was well, I w- I've been there experience. in the past four years. I've been there four times, um, and I love it every time. I re- yeah. I still love it. I would still love to move there if I if the money made sense and my career stuff made sense. I probably would be really uh, excited to move there but i've always yeah, wanted to I don't, at least once you know what i mean like i, w- yeah. I wouldn't want probably wouldn't want to end up there but i always wanted to like live like live there at least mm-hmm. once you know what i mean like just for a year yeah. or two would yeah. be awesome you know yeah i'm with you i mean obviously like where i am in life right now that doesn't really make sense to do nothing but, uh, makes sense anymore man. Yeah. <laughs> it's like you might as well yeah well do. okay right now yeah, yeah, yeah obviously nothing the last place i'm going to move right now is new york city of mm-hmm. course um but yeah i mean anyway but i i uh any that that it, i love i love uh yeah i just love stuff that's in new york i i love like I love the cities that, like, we're talking about the 80s and 90s. I love, uh, like, Chicago, Seattle. Yeah, uh, me too. Um, I think if it, know, if, New it, York City. if I had my, like, choice and money and all that stuff, I'd prefer Chicago over New York, honestly. As a, I wouldn't mind living in Chicago is what I'm saying. For Chicago's cool. I like Chicago. For the rest um, of my life, I'd be pumped. Yeah, I like, I like them both. Um, I don't know that I'm ever... He, huge cubs fan so i'm already like halfway there you know yeah for sure like 
I have family there. I have a lot of family there, and it, it just it would be awesome. Minneapolis also is a sick city. I love mm-hmm. Minneapolis. I miss uh, it. I I know it's different too. Mm-hmm. In the same way that we're talking about New York, right? Like the the neighborhoods I lived in, and <laughs> it seems Minneapolis to not have like, sh- touched Chicago. Like I haven't heard anybody really bag on Chicago, other than the like. It's ridiculously everything's ridiculously overpriced in Chicago. You know. Yeah, um, I mean, New York is same. It, yeah, you know, amplified even from that. But yeah. other than that, like it's like they. I haven't heard any really any any bad things going on in Chicago. So don't, don't ruin my city, like, America. I don't <laughs> That's know if my it's favorite bad. place in the world. In this, in I don't know. States, I, I think so. it's more just like gentrification, yuppie yuppieification if that's yeah you yeah. know what i mean like that's what's happening in minneapolis is like it's getting gentrified and like all the all the stuff that had a lot of character and and also like covid played a big role like i know like a lot of the places i used to go all the time are gone now because i mean partly because the neighborhoods change and then covid Dude, came in and liquor you know, lyles rest yeah in liquor peace. lyles is gone <sighs> Yeah, Liquor I mean that whole Lyles. that whole area is like just totally different now. Well, you know, I heard that's like, not even uptown. It's not even uptown. It's like northeast is uptown now. That's what I heard. Well, I mean, technically speaking, it's that's the neighborhood. You're not talking about. No, um, but I heard I heard like northeast is now like like uptown is now. Even like, when we lived there, gosh. like northeast was where all the like young. Well, it wasn't. No. Here's the thing: the young people were mo- weren't really. It was like young the people, people in young, their early thirties. Yeah, young people moved to, move to like the 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 young people or the hipsters or whatever you want to call it for all intents and purposes. It's like they they all go to wherever it's cheapest, right? You know what I mean? Like that's kind of the not thing. necessarily. Oh well, I mean that's no. what, <laughs> in my experience. That's what that's what happened in Minneapolis, but like. Oh well, it's yeah. uptown wasn't the cheapest by any stretch of the imagination. Yeah, I guess I, I guess you're kind of right, and they, but like a lot of it was gentrified stuff. Like a lot of it was like really. Well, when know, like when we scale. moved, I mean, this isn't interesting to anybody. Clubs but when we and- when we moved to like when Ashley first got her apartment in in uptown, uh, it was like that would have been. 2009 maybe mm-hmm. and yeah it wasn't i mean obviously like i love- it's hard to, like gentrification is a little different in minneapolis because it doesn't uh i mean it's less diverse than most cities so right we're not really talking about diversity as much as we're talking about like uh classism you know sure, sure. and yeah like a lot of young people lived in in uptown but it wasn't necessarily cheap it wasn't cheaper than we could have moved 10 miles to the west and it would have been a lot cheaper right um so yeah it wasn't about the the inexpensive well i guess my 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 point was it's it's like brooklyn is to new york you know what i mean like and even that like i guess is getting gentrified but they if were you're saying, talking like, about like ba- like living downtown versus uptown then yes to a degree like mm-hmm. like living uptown was going to be cheaper than living downtown well, but downtown minneapolis is not like an exciting place to live at somebody all. told me that like northeast is now like well well, and this this was like five or six years ago. Last time I was there, they were telling me like Northeast was, you know, like the new 
that's the new uptown and uptown well, is part now of, like part of that is that kids as people get as people get older mm-hmm. they they move to northeast it's a quieter part of town less there's certainly less traffic right. part of what happened to uptown was like yuppies descended on it and it right. became ins- insanely commercialized That's which you what could call saying. gentrification right but it doesn't take the same form as gen- like gentrification in some place like oakland or new york right. city is like a little different but yeah i mean it was basically people from ud- out of town like you could view them as tourists coming in on the weekends Right. And on the and evenings to like party and hang out in Uptown and yeah. totally change the neighborhood. Well, that's what they said. It was just like Uptown became this giant frat party. You know what I mean? Like it was just a yeah. bunch of. I mean, we of- we migrated. We essentially moved every year and migrated with the hip, quote unquote, culture. Yeah. So we moved every year, like from the time we got married to the time we moved to. You were only in that one place for a year. The one I cat sitted for you. Every place we lived in Minneapolis, we were in for one year. That was a really cool apartment. I love that. Yes, apartment. it was. We were okay. That one we were in for a little bit over a year, but not yeah. much. Um, um, yeah. I lived mostly in St. Paul, and I loved that area. I lived Saint in St. Paul. Paul as well, and I really I liked loved it. Frogtown. Is where I lived. I loved it. You um, lived like right on the edge of Frogtown. Yeah, yeah. But it was like in in right over the highway. You just go like walk over the highway and you go to Grand. And I love you were Grand. like in between Frogtown and like Selby neighborhood. Yeah, I was yeah. right on Selby actually, like mm-hmm. right off a road in Selby. Loved my neighbors. Like loved everybody in that house. That house was mm-hmm. awesome. It was this giant fucking Victorian house. And it when was I like- lived, well, I lived um, near Como with john that was a cool and house that was the brotel the, right the brotel yeah i lived the there for great. like uh, over a year and then and then i lived with isaac on cleveland which was like one yep. of my favorite places i've ever lived probably that place was cool that was where your sg got stolen wasn't it you froze no my sg got stolen at my folks place Wait, you got you in got, the suburbs you froze that got stolen that got stolen at my folks place in the suburbs really yeah shit i always thought it got stolen from out of your car and no it got was at i was out of my car but at the in the suburbs fucking fucking, <laughs> fucking suburban kids man yeah man that guitar Sucked. was so beautiful it was oh. someday i'll get an sg again that's such you a, know such a cool guitar yeah well you want to end it well, this it, oh, the last twenty minutes have not been interesting to anyone. It doesn't matter, <laughs> except for you and I. <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't matter. I miss my best friend, man. I know I we're you, just buddy. we're just shooting the breeze for sure. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for tuning in, Sultans of Slap, and we'll see you next week. Uh, bye bye.